Welcome to Last First State Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 403 with Vince Gaglione. Why are you still single? Hello, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and in love. A woman of value is someone who knows her worth and shows up, stands up, and speaks up. Every week, I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value, and this week's tip is don't make assumptions. One of the biggest issues we have in life is we assume things about people, and especially in the dating world, we assume we don't ask questions, we don't get curious, so don't make assumptions. And so my challenge for you this week is to get curious, ask questions, don't make assumptions. And I wanted to let you all know that we have a Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. So I hope that you join us there. We have an, an amazing group for support, not for venting, not for bashing, not for just, you know, bitching and moaning. We don't do that here. This is a group to help you to become the best version of yourself so that you will find the love you're looking for. And now for my guest, his name is Vince Gaglion. He's a guy who asks a lot of questions, not only of himself, but also of his society and the world around him. Although he claims he's found no real answers, that hasn't stopped him in his quest to gain perspective on a little something we call life. He's originally from Philadelphia, and now he lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome to the to to the show, Vince. Hey, thanks very much for having me on, Cindy. I appreciate it. It's great My to be pleasure. here. Yeah. So tell us about your new book, and okay. yeah, why did you write it? Tell us about that. Okay. Um, the book is titled "Why Are You Still Single?" and the idea came originally through a. Um, actually, it, it all started innocuously by a Facebook group post, essentially. Um, and this is a, a local singles group that uh, has a number of members, and people are always posting funny memes, uh, asking dating questions, things of that nature. So it's it's a group for singles, and there was one post that just stood out one day, someone had posted the question, why are you still single? And I, I decided to bookmark it and then go back. And as time went on, all these replies came in. So a number of people were commenting on the post. And I found that um, it seemed to me that people really understood, you know, the reasons that were keeping them single. Um, so it was kind of eye opening in a way that people were so forthcoming with what their issues are. And I thought to myself, well, wow, it seems like everyone's having the same problems for a variety of different reasons. All these issues are, are highly personal, of course, but are we really doing anything about them? So that was kind of where the idea came from for the book. Yeah, so as you know, yeah, as I just mentioned that I have a Facebook group and, um, yeah, people often, they have a disconnect between mm -hmm. what they think they know or where they want to go mm -hmm. and actually doing the things that it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm imagining that you're single 
Uh, um, actually, uh, at the time of the writing, I was. So okay. I'm not now, but I was okay. when I was writing the book. Yes. So did what you wrote in the book help you to find your partner? <clears throat> well, and actually, I think for me, this has been a process. It's been a long process of personal growth and personal discovery. So I had written a number of books in the personal transformation realm um, for the last seven years or so. And then only recently had I start looking at this from a, you know, a dating perspective and you know, how dating seemed to uh, you know, be one of those issues in my life where I could have done better. I might have had things that, you know, I was, I was not looking at close enough. You know, we, we're all in a way, sometimes we just like try things, for example, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll go out on this date. Maybe I'll try this. Maybe this situation is okay. But it got me thinking more about, you know, the, the things that, that I uh, really care about and the things that are important to me, as well as, you know, when I look at, the dating society in general, um, the things that they might care about as well, but they're not necessarily reflecting on those that, you know, that I did. So it's like, you need to take a little bit of a, a closer look about what's really important to you and what matters, what you're willing to, to, to deal with, put up with, for example, like how the type of relationship that you're looking for and um, the type of values that you're looking for. It seems like we don't really spend a lot of time as the society looking at that. So it's more or less, you know, high level. We're, we're very distracted. We gloss over a lot of those things. And if we knew what those were up front, then we could save, save ourselves a lot of time uh, when it comes to dating because we hear stories about bad dates all the time. Well, there's always a reason for a bad date. And usually it's because we don't have enough information or we're willing to just kind of like put aside some of the information um, and then continue on. So I kind of looked at it from that perspective. So I wanted to find out, you know, exactly what, what were the, the blockers that were, you know, that people were dealing with. I wanted to find out what those were. Yeah. So did you interview people? Like, how did you find out this information? Well, actually, I didn't necessarily interview people, but um, I, by attending a number of singles functions and um, social functions, always interacting and talking with people. I mean, most of these events, you know, there are a lot of singles out there. So dating always comes up in the conversation. Uh, people always share dating stories. And, you know, when you ask questions, you can kind of get at more about, you know, what they might have been thinking at the time or what the reason for this bad date was or that bad date, et cetera. And then, of course, you have all of the all of the posts and all of the commenting uh, just in singles groups. I mean, people are asking good questions. They don't know how to read situations specifically. So they're looking to like crowdsource some of that help. Um, so I was able to put it all together as well as my own personal experiences from, you know, being in the dating world for some time. And that is how I came up with the, the, the structure of this book. Mm. So you say like people don't know themselves well enough. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they want. They don't know what their mm -hmm. values are. How, how can they begin to learn all that? Yeah, it's very hard in a way it's hard to do because you're, you have to take a, a, a good hard look at yourself, understand what your shortcomings are, and you have to first be willing to admit, well, maybe I can do better, you know, rather than saying, well, this just, I, I don't know why this didn't work out, rather than saying that, or uh, why, why did I act this way, rather than actually sitting back and exploring like, what your triggers are and things of that nature. It's a very, you know, personal experience. Uh, it takes time to, to just sit with yourself and ask yourself those why questions, you know. 
Uh, like, why did this set me off? Well, okay, that might have been a, a situation, but is there something deeper? Similar patterns. What are our patterns in life? And how are they kind of stopping us or preventing us from, you know, interacting the way that we'd like? So it's a, it's a, very, it's a very interesting process, but it takes time and it takes a bit of a commitment. You know, it's, we have a lot of distractions these days. So it's really easy to just, be, you know, be distracted with something else. And it's, oh, I can do this instead, rather than stopping for a minute and really reflecting on, you know, my own, um, my own behaviors, my own triggers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people don't see them at all. And yeah. uh, a lot of people would rather blame everyone else for their exactly. problems. Rather exactly. than There's take a lot of that going on in the dating world. You know how it is. It's like, yeah, all men are horrible. All women are horrible. Well, it's not necessarily the case, you know. It's definitely not the case. <laughs> it's your experience and right. you're the common denominator. Mm -hmm. So for people who are not so introspective, do you have exercises in your book or anything that people can use to start um, to do this process? There, yeah, there's no, there's no real exercises in this book. Like I said, in, in previous works, I've done a bunch of personal transformation work. So I've documented that in a couple of my, my past books. Um, but in this book, not necessarily. It's it's more high level. I kind of provide examples and how you can get yourself to a place of balance where you can begin the process of of really reflecting on on your you know your life and and the things that um, you might want to um, look at in terms of how you want to be better or or you know being a better person, being a better dater, etc. It all starts with us, right? So it's like we want we need to be at a place in our lives where we're happy. Because of course, when you're not happy, I mean, it shows everybody, you know, you don't have to say anything. People will just see that you're not happy. And that's, you know, part of the problem. We have a number of unhappy people walking around out there today. So mm -hmm. yeah, some general guidelines, but nothing too, too specific. I just kind of like get, get you set up, get you to a point where you can start the reflection process. Mm -hmm. So in your own life, um, what was your biggest transformation? What was your biggest area of growth and transformation to <clears throat> allow you to have this partner that you have now? Well, I, there, there were a number of steps along the way. So if we take this like all the way back, it's kind of dovetails into my previous work on the, on the dating world where I talk a lot about my experiences as what it's like to be as being a single middle-aged short guy. So I'm short, I'm five, seven, and that's short by, you know, men's standards here in the United States. Um, so as a, as a young teenager, I was starting to notice a difference between me and my friends, my, my longtime friends, the, the kids that I went to school with and I grew up with, and we were always together. And I noticed, you know, as we got into our mid teenage years, those guys all started to grow and I stayed like the same height. So then I noticed that, you know, they were always getting the attention of girls, whereas I wasn't. And I, I kind of thought to myself, okay, there might be something to this. I didn't know that at the time because I was very young, but I kind of carried that with me as like, I'm not good enough. Something's wrong with me. What's, how come these, these guys are better? My friends are better than I am. So it kind of affected me throughout my teens and into my twenties, um, and then, of course, from there, you know, it was, I'm now an adult, I'm 30 years old, I'm divorced, um, and I was working with someone um, 
who was a coach in a sport, and he basically got me to understand and, and like tell me flat out, like the world doesn't owe you anything, right? So it was at that moment, that point when I realized that, yeah, okay, things, things are going to be tough at times, but I can't just sit here and pout about it. You know, I have to do something about it. I have to find a way forward. I have to, you know, find the inner strength to carry on and to work through my issues. So those, I think that was, that was really the impetus for change. So I was, I tell people I was a late bloomer in life. Um, and it started in my thirties essentially. So that had gotten me to where I am today. Once I made that realization and then I understood in terms of doing the research for my previous book about how difficult it is. Yeah, it really is a thing where, you know, short guys do have it difficult in the dating world. Once I understood why, then I was able to, you know, move forward with that knowledge. If I would have just sat back and, you know, continued to pout and get depressed and upset about it, well, that really wasn't going to change anything for me. I had to change and adjust my attitude about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, attitude is huge. It uh, is. It is. You have to show up with a good attitude. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who are height challenged and mm -hmm. uh, men, unfortunately, get the raw end of the stick if they're not Absolutely. close to six feet. And I and mm -hmm. I tell women all the time that that's not a sign of character. You know, this is Correct. something that you really have to look beneath mm -hmm. those superficial requirements that might make women feel more protected or whatever it is, is subconscious even. But um, I think there's a lot of gems who are shorter than women may date. And so I think it's, it's important to show up with good confidence in yourself because confidence is very sure. sexy. That makes all the difference in the world to women. That's the thing. You can be the shortest guy in the world, but if you're confident and you can project that, um, you know, that, that dominant type of persona in a way, then that's where the rubber meets the road. Then you're good. But it was something that I had to understand and I had to really, you know, research and then comprehend and say, okay, how can I apply this to my life? How can I apply this to me? How can I be more confident? Um, and once I did that, then I noticed changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, so let's talk about the current environment that we're in now, the pandemic, which at the time of the recording, we're still under quarantine. Most of us are sheltering at home and not meeting people in person. Now, I have a whole course on dating during the pandemic. I'm about to launch it again because I believe it's a great time to date. And I'd love to hear your opinion. Yeah, I think so, too, because what it does is it takes it, it kind of resets us in a way. Right. We're now in this environment where oh, we can't necessarily get to a first face to face meeting with someone. We can't go out on a date. So we have to spend more time learning about them. The only way to really do that is however we connect, whether it's singles groups, whether it's online dating, et cetera, um, use the media we have at, at hand, which is, you know, text messaging, phone, video conferencing, or video chatting. Um, so it, it, it forces us to take a step back. And, and what I see a lot of is where people are constantly swiping, right? So they have the swipe apps. They're constantly swiping. They have a match. They'll send a message. They'll get a short message back. And then it's 
hey, well, how about we meet? Me, me. Okay, fine, we can meet. And then they just go on their date. But they really don't ask any questions. They're not, you know, they have no idea what that person is all about. So they're kind of going into this blind in a way. Um, and then when they meet, of course, you know, it's highly likely that they're not going to be a good match for each other just because they don't have that information up front. So in the quarantine, we're kind of forced to at least ask more questions and get to understand, get to know a little bit more about, uh, about what a person is all about. Whereas in the past, we didn't necessarily need to do that. We can just go right out and meet. So, and then when you're talking about meeting, you're talking about getting ready for a date, going on a date, and then, you know, doing the, the post-mortem on the date, right? So you can do all of that in the quarantine without actually going through that process. So now you're, you're looking at uh, people that you decide you want to spend that time with. It's, they're better matches because you've already done a lot of that vetting up front. It's like they're a decent match for you. You might be a decent match for them. Let's continue this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, good points. I, I think that we are in a very swipe heavy world yeah. and there's a lot of ghosting and flaking and sure. not following through. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, if we're not meeting and there is no booty call, then uh, this is this is it. It's it's connection. And I think also people are craving connection. There are a lot of people who are alone in their homes and they're they're lonely, they're feeling like I need human connection and, and we need, and even though we can't have, you know, physical closeness, we can have social closeness. Sure, and sure. yeah, so it's, it is, it's, it's great to be creative around crisis, around mm -hmm. things that don't work. Um, do you have any good questions that you would suggest to help people really get to know each other? I think it's what you want to do is you want to ask relevant questions, right? So when we're talking about, um, those who match with us. We can talk about the superficial, you know, do they like sports? Do they like a particular sport? Things like that. Or we can ask questions and we can get more to the core of what, what we need to, to do, which is, you know, speak to our values. What are your values? Um, values is kind of where, you know, the matching needs to happen. If you're misaligned in values, then it's, it's going to cause friction in a relationship. You can certainly do it, but it's going to be, it's like that proverbial pushing the rock up the hill. You know, you're always pushing the rock up the hill. Um, so it, it becomes a struggle. So I think it's important to ask questions that are, um, you know, relevant to the values, the, the information that you want to get, you want to find out is more in terms of how that person, you know, what their values are, what their lifestyle is, what their, their belief systems, things like that. Um, Asking those questions is, is certainly something that you might not need to do it or want to do it like right off the jump. You know, um, there's like a high level set of questions you can answer just to, to kind of break the ice, so to speak. And then you can move into that as you continue to chat with that person. You're building a connection, you know, so I think that that's really important. Yeah, it's important not to feel like it's an interrogation. <laughs> right. Well, you could, yeah, you could do it like if you're a very um, family-oriented person, you can ask a person about their family. Do you have any brothers, sisters? Do you guys spend holidays together? And then usually like people will tell you what their values are just in how they communicate with you. So, you know, you'll 
get a good idea after a few conversations where you're asking those questions in that way, um, you know, what you've, what you've got at that point. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I've done it myself where someone will ask me a question and I'll just elaborate and they get a better idea of who I am as a person, what's important to me. Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're great at that. We don't even know we're doing it and we do it. Yeah, it's true. So what are some of your values like that, that you knew and could identify? Because not everybody even knows what they value sure, and they can't really identify it. Yeah, that's a tough thing. I mean, what, what I look for is kindness, compassion, um, someone who has a good heart, right? Um, and th those, are, those are my values as well. It's like, I'm a good-hearted person, so naturally I match well with another good-hearted person. Um, I'm sort of a, a giver, so uh, someone who is good-hearted good is also going to be a giver. So it's about, you know, knowing yourself, right? And the other thing I know about myself is I lead a, you know, a very tranquil life. So I am not a world traveler. I'm not a go, 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 go type of person. I can just kind of sit back and chill. And, you know, where I'm most, most comfortable is when I'm sitting, you know, on a patio on a promenade watching the sunset. And I'm just with, you know, I'm just able to be. So someone who also um, is comfortable with that and enjoys that as well, that's kind of, you know, when, when I meet someone like that, I know that, okay, well, we have kind of a synergy there, you know? Mm -hmm. So to, and to get in, I mean, to get in touch with your values, that's, that's a little bit more difficult because if you don't know, um, that's where you really need to sit and think, about about who you are and about what you're looking for right so if you ask yourself those questions say okay what type of person am i looking for um, when i picture a vision picture a relationship vision in your head when you're interacting with that person are you sitting on the couch watching a movie are you you know touching each other are you you know hugging each other that type of thing you mm -hmm. you know that is that a love language of yours physical contact right so a person who has that same um, that same love language, right? Um, then that's going to work well for you. So I think a, a lot of it is just you know envisioning in your mind what works for you and what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. That certainly helps. It is very hard. I, I admit, you know, it is very hard to kind of like pull that from within and just be able to you know comprehend it because it's so intangible in a way. Yeah, and a lot of people who've had bad experiences can't really imagine a good one. So no. I think, you know, to be able to vision, like you said, to have a vision for how it's going to feel mm -hmm. more than what that person's going to look like, but what you want right. to feel like with them. So I like that you shared some examples of like, I'm tranquil and this is what that looks like. Mm -hmm. sitting on a porch, sitting on this, and mm -hmm. just kind of relaxing and not world travel. And so a world traveler is not going to be a good match for you. And right. other exactly. people are on the go all the time, and they would not do well with someone like you. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's important to know yourself and to not compromise on the things that are really deal breakers. Mm -hmm. I even had a client this morning say, can I use this technique on apartments? Because she's looking for a new place to live. And she said, I could maybe create a must-have and a deal-breaker list. And I said, of course, let's do sure. that. So she came up with such a beautiful list of not just, you know, how many bedrooms, but what's it going to feel like in that place? And what's mm -hmm. the neighborhood going to feel like? And 
what do I not want? You know, I don't want young people partying all night because I'm a quiet person and I need light coming in through my window. So it's a great experiment to do with any, an exercise to do with any, anything that's important to you. Sure. Now we have like, you know, all this time, right? So you yeah. can take five minutes out just to give it a thought every day. And that's as right. you get thoughts, you know, write them down. And then revisit those later. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Vince, can you give us some last words of advice for people who want to go on their last first date? Sure. I think it's very important to be yourself, be authentic. Um, you know, today it seems like people are either afraid to show their authentic self or they feel like if they do, then it's, it's misaligned with what the expectation is as for as a man, a woman, et cetera. Like for me, using myself as an example, you know, I don't mind sharing and talking about the things that are difficult for me, right? So the thing or the challenges that I've had in my life or the emotional challenges I've had. Um, so if that line of questioning is forthcoming, then I will be able to share that. I know a lot of people will hold things like that back. Granted, it depends on where you're at in the dating process. You don't want to just like throw everything out there on the first date, but you at least want to show your personality and you don't want to hide that part of yourself because that's what people are attracted to. It's like, you know, I always say that, you know, we're not everybody's cup of tea. So even though you may be completely honest and authentic, it doesn't mean another person is going to be interested in you or they're going to like what they see. And that's okay because we're all different, but it's very important. If we're looking for that level of connection, right, and as you said, you know, we seem to be longing that connection these days, then that's a big part of connecting, being authentic, being vulnerable, being able to share, you know, parts of yourself with another. Beautiful. Authenticity is where it's at. You don't want to show up as somebody else and try to connect and be something for somebody when it's not true to Mm -hmm. who you are. That's right. I use um, height as my example because like I'm five seven, so it's like I can't get around that. Everybody's gonna know I'm five seven. They're not yeah, yeah. <laughs> six foot. So it's yeah. better to just be authentic. Right. Be your own five seven self, whatever that looks like. <laughs> uh, so Vince, how can people find your book and find you? Um, books are on all the major ebook platforms, but you could go to my website, which is www.vincegaglione.com. And that's B-I-N-C-E-G-U-A-G-L-I-O-N-E. Um, all the books are posted there. And from there, you've, there are links that will take you to all of the major ebook platforms to, to potentially purchase. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Instagram page, and a Twitter handle. So, and the Facebook page is a little bit different. I have my own personal page, but I also have one for this new book and the previous book I've written. It's called The Average Joe's Dating Confessional. So just go on the Facebook, type in The Average Joe's Dating Confessional and the page will pop up. And I share some information out there as well. Um, notable posts, um, news about you know what's going on in the dating world, things of that nature. And I post it all there. But yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Okay, we'll put all that in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on the show and trying to help singles become unsingle and figure out why. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate that you've uh, done this work and and you're sharing your life and your vulnerabilities with all of us. Thanks so much. It was great being on the show.
Thank you. And thanks everybody for joining us today. And if you love our show, please rate and review us and share it with your friends. We love having more subscribers, more people coming to our show. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.